0: You know, it was hard for Josh to get through the story that he was telling. The focus of the story, the lesson of the story, what he learned from it about himself was that he wanted to make his mom proud. You see, Josh lost his mom to cancer at the very young age of around 12 years old, and he spent the rest of his childhood, his teen years, and even his early adult years, finding his own way in the world, uh, figuring it out, experiencing those things that most of us had the opportunity to have our mom and dad present for he had to do on his own. And what he learned along the way was through that struggle, by grinding it out and figuring it out and, and ultimately building his own business, a very successful uh, electrical business in the Northeast and, and, and marrying a wonderful lady who he's been with for years now named Lindsey and, 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 and having two beautiful kids is that everything that he does in his life, he does to make his mom proud of him, right? And whether that is um, the type of clients that he works with or how he interacts with his clients differently than all the other trades do, you know, where they're more responsible, they focus on the relationship, or whether it's, it's focusing on, if you're gonna be an employee in JP Electric, it's a career, not a job, right? So he makes sure that his associates and his employees have the opportunity to grow and develop a career. Again, he knows that's what his mom would want, or starting a foundation to help other children who've lost parents find their way in life, again, what his mom would want. Think about that across those three different, very different areas, right? Even how he raises his children today for that one singular lesson that came out of his story, his rooftop story of how he experienced one of the toughest things any of us could ever experience is the loss of a parent at such an early age. But yet he has taken that story, that pain, that loss, and he's converted it into a way to serve other people on both a for-profit and non-profit level. It's an amazing thing, but it illustrates the power of story, which is our theme this week, as we focus overall on narrative competence for the month of July. Because if you're gonna achieve your your, your goals in life, you're gonna leave deep tracks in this world, right? Nobody wins alone. Human connection, as we learned in June, is absolutely essential. And narrative competence is one of the best ways to make a human connection. Story, in fact, which, you know, so inside narrative competence, remember last time I defined that as the integration of storytelling, high stakes listening, and then nonverbal skills for deep human connections to help you achieve your goals, okay? So that's what narrative competence is. Storytelling is the first component of that that we're really going to get into over the next three months. This whole month, we're gonna be talking about story. And looking at Josh's story, it should give you an idea of how powerful story really is. Why? Because story is the oldest form of communication in the world and still the most effective. If you want to move people to take action, if you want to inspire people to follow you, storytelling, the, 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 the command of story and narrative in your daily dialogue with other people is essential. Now, whether you're doing that on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, in person, I will tell you that story is a powerful way to communicate to people. Our brains are wired for it. Humans have been telling stories for 100,000 years, and we've only had coded language for about 10,000 years. Right, so, so story has been around for 90,000 years before we even had formal languages, just like this, sitting around the fire, like Wes and I are right now, he's right over here off camera, telling stories around the fire about the day's hunt, about the foraging that took place, about what we learned in facing our enemies. And we share those lessons through story around the safety of a fire. And if I walk into the campsite here and I tell Wes, let me tell you why saber tooth tigers make crappy pets. Like, Wes is going to lean in, right? And he's going to listen because he can learn lessons about life through the struggles of my story. That's the value of story. That's why story has stuck in our DNA all these years. That's why the limbic brain, the the mammal brain that makes the big decisions in life, it doesn't even understand language. It understands emotion. That's why story works so well. That's why the Budweiser commercial with the little puppy dog and the Budweiser horse is the number one commercial in the Super Bowl every year. And there's not a word of dialogue spoken. But yet it follows the same arc of the hero's journey. Okay? Nothing's changed. We are well-dressed Neanderthals. We still respond to story the same way we did all those thousands of years ago around the fire. And so Josh's lessons of he just wants to make his mom proud, it has an emotional connection to us. We locate ourselves inside Josh's story, and we, want, we choose him. We want to be part of what he's doing. We want to be part of his journey. That's the power of story. Story, actually, when, when, when you're talking to someone, like if I'm talking to Wes right now, or I'm talking to my boss or to my potential client, if I don't give them a narrative to convey the ideas that I have or what I'm selling or what I want them to do, they will form their own narrative, right? According to Kendall Haven in the book Story Proof, the brain will always form its own narrative, right? To, To understand the information on an emotional level, unless you provide a story that conveys that meaning. It will pass right through the listener's brain and your story, not the listener's story, is what will determine the outcome. Think about that for a second. Think about that in terms of your clients, your prospects. Think about that in terms of your employees as you give them your vision. Uh, Think about that in terms of donors if you're running a nonprofit, uh, an employer that might hire you as a transitioning veteran, or even your community if you're running for office or you wanna be on the school board right, or you're trying to create a movement for something to to, to address a certain form of cancer. If you don't use story, remember, humans are emotional, meaning-seeking creatures, right? That's how we operate, that's how we make decisions in the limbic brain. Story adds meaning and memory. It is a sense-making tool that lets you add meaning and memory to an otherwise vast sea of raw data that we can't process. It stands out. That's why when someone tells us a story, a good movie, a good book, a Budweiser commercial, we're like, "Er!" and we can't look away. It's like looking at a car wreck. So that's the power of story. That is a huge component of narrative competence. And I will tell you, it makes you relatable to people, right? When Josh tells the story of losing his mom, that's hard for him. He, He loses it emotionally a lot of times, but guess what? In that moment of struggle, he is relatable. We know that in his own way, he's like us. He's struggled. He's been through it, right? His words resonate with us, and he becomes relevant in our eyes. He's the guy that I want working on my house to do the electricity because I trust him. You see what I mean? He's the guy that I'm going to write a check to for his foundation because he's been through it, and he clearly knows what it's like to lose a parent. Relatable resonant, relevant. This is what we want. This is who we buy from. This is who we invest in. This is who we donate to. This is who employees follow when the employee gives the vision instead of, well, this is what I'm thinking our new policy will be. Screw that. No one listens to that. It's unwatchable. You can't connect to it. And if you're going to move humans to take action when they otherwise wouldn't, story is key to it. I'm going to tell you guys something else as we wrap this thing up. No one else does this. No one else does this kind of work. Look around today. Your homework over the next few days is to look around where do you see examples of story in everyday life and where is it noticeably missing? Where are you using story in everyday life and where could you use it more? That's it. That's all I want you doing right now because over the next few weeks, we're going to start diving in even deeper. Now, look, if you're serious about storytelling, I've got two options for you you can do. One you need to get in Rooftop Leadership Mastery, right? This is our online membership of leaders where we go deep on this kind of stuff. Rooftopleadership.com forward slash mastery. You, you can go to Rooftop University and study story on your own time. We do week, uh, monthly coaching calls on Zoom. We have a private team room on Facebook where we talk about this. A cool tribe of people. While you're on the go for what it ta- takes to take your family out to eat 50 bucks a month, you can do that. I'm also telling you, and you're gonna be seeing more about this over the summer, we have a rooftop storytelling experience down at Riverview Ranch in April of 2019 that is gonna be off the chain, the premier high stakes storytelling event in the world. And it's only gonna be for about 50 people, right? So you're definitely gonna wanna check that out, be looking for that. That's a chance to come down in person and train with me on story. Either way, go to rooftopleadership.com and you can check out both. But in the meantime, I want you looking around. Where do you see the power of stories showing up today? And where is it absent? Because we're getting ready to go deep on that. Thanks for what you do, and I'll see you on the rooftop.